Welcome to Echo This, where we bring you inspiring conversations and strategies to empower hope and opportunity. Today's topic is from silence to symphony, orchestrate your strategy. I'm your moderator, Debbie Wimberly. Today's enchanting show is set to whisk you away on an experience through a symphonic wonderland where conversations waltz with joy, ideals leap like agile dancers, and laughter reverberates like chimes in the breeze. So grab your imaginary conductor's baton. In this harmonious world of a conversation, where the notes of words harmonize and the melodies of our thoughts resonate in unison, with the enchanting rhythm and beats of fun, and a sprinkle of enchantment. Let's unlock the true potential of dialogue and orchestrate symphonies of connection and inspiration. So with your heart attuned to the melody, let the sound of conversation lead the way into a captivating and magical journey to carry us all to new heights. It is now my great pleasure to ask the esteemed members of our harmonious Echo Ensemble to introduce themselves. Each member is like a finely tuned instrument, contributes a unique melody to our collective symphony of voices. So with a crescendo of excitement, I will go to Lisa. Yes, I'm glad to be here. And I'm Lisa Jones, a speaker, consultant, author that leverages the power of humor, gamification, and play as fuel to enhance collaboration, increase engagement, and maximize productivity. Thank you, Lisa. Michaela, how about you? Hi, happy to be here, everyone. I'm Michaela Cox, author and speaker, and I cover a variety of topics that help you navigate through your doors on your journey in life to go from surviving to thriving. And Amy, can you introduce yourself, please? Hi, I'm Amy Weishaus, and I am a lifelong learner and educator. And my mission now in my second 30-year plan of life is to show, convince, persuade, and um, entice everybody to understand their true potential that each one of us has inside us to create endless joy just sheer, uncontainable joy. Thank you all for being here. I'm Debbie Wimberly, an educator, health quality advocate, warrior and survivor, advocating for your health, providing you with tools and access to information that will allow you to cultivate your health and create improved outcomes. Let's start fine-tuning our symphony on this melodic journey as we move from silence to symphony together. Each of our episodes features several segments, and our first segment is entitled Echoing Harmonizing Hope, with conversations filled with hope and opportunity with a symphony as the masterful orchestration of voices, ideals, and emotions coming together in harmony to create transformative experiences for all involved. What strategies, and I'm going to go to Michaela first on this. So what strategies can we employ to create safe and inclusive spaces where conversations foster hope and ind for individuals to freely advocate for their thoughts and ideas to transition from silence 
What is one specific strategy you have used to spark open, free dialogue that inspires hope, Michaela? I'm going to mention something I mentioned last time, but with a little bit of a twist and diving a little bit deeper into it. I do believe an answer to your question, Debbie, which is a great question, by the way, is choice. However, the caveat I would like to attach to the idea of choosing the choices we make in life is that I think an important part of having freedom and being open is being your authentic, true self and being true to yourself and knowing who you are and being confident in your identity. And while, yes, I think that's very challenging for a lot of people because either through not doing self-exploration or life has created challenging situations that made you question who you are or made you feel like you had to figure out how to get comfortable in your own skin through the different seasons in life. Yes, I agree. But the answer is, no matter how hard that choice may be and what that journey may look like for you and discovering who you are and choosing to be your authentic self and genuine and sincere and true and showing your world your truest, best colors and notes that make the music of your life, you are going to have um, the freedom and feel safer being who you are once you've discovered who that is and being okay with that's what I'm showing the world and being able to own that and know that that is your choice and that you have freedom and safety in the space to do so. I love that, Michaela. I think that choice of identity is something that we all need to learn to embrace and, and, and do. And I love how you can bring color and notes to it. So thank you for sharing that. And I hope everyone can learn how to find their own identity because it does live with inside them. Amy, how would you answer this question? Well, in a strategy for creating open, free dialogue, I firmly believe that first when we get together, the people who are going to share this conversation. And I, I would suggest it could be people you already know in a support group that you belong to. It could be uh, parents of, of uh, your, your, your kids' uh, group of friends. It could be worshipers uh, that you know, coworkers, neighbors, former classmates, even your sisters or brothers, if you have a, a group of people that you really want to have some fruitful, meaningful conversation with, I believe that for the gates to open for valid, meaningful dialogue, we first have to set an intention with the people you're with, whether it's five people or two or ten. Set an intention that you are going to speak in a safe environment, that everything that's said stays within the group, that the flow is going to happen, and you set these ground rules. And I'm not saying you have to have a set agenda. I'd like to share an example from a high school club that I mentored at one point. It was called Kaleidoscope. So there's an intention right away. We, we respected each other's differences. They were high school students. We didn't have a set agenda for our conversation. And one day, one girl said she was a little depressed. She was asked to do a commercial for a, an anti-depression medicine. And she said, oh, my God, I don't want to be, be the poster girl for an, anti-depressants. And it hit too close to home because she was on medication. 
And with that, and it would be beyond my imagination, so many of the other students who chose to come with the ground rules to this group, they said, oh, my God, I, what do you take? I'm on this. I'm on that. What's your dosage? How's it working for you? And there was a floodgate of conversation, which was so therapeutic and so informative and so amazing beyond anyone's imagination that that open dialogue would happen uh, with hope, with connection, with young people getting together to share. And that was one golden example where that happened among teenagers. And the potential is huge. And I would say it starts with open, ground rules, intention, respect for one another, and sometimes with no agenda at all other than getting together to talk. Thank you, Amy. I took away from that that looking outside at other groups and being intentioned with your conversation and being respectful. I think that's something that is very powerful and that we should all learn to practice, especially with open dialogue, as you say. Lisa, how would you answer this question? I know you're going to be shocked by this answer, but I'm going to say play because <laughs> I believe that we can embark on a grand adventure to create a safe and inclusive space where hope thrives and voices soar. But if, we, if, if you want to imagine for a second a conversation kind of as a colorful playground where everyone's invited to swing high on the swings of self-advocacy and then they can slide down the slides of shared understanding. That would be fun. That would be a much funner playground. And then to create this magical space, the first thing that we have to do is we can start by building a strong foundation of trust and respect. Kind of like if you compare that to sturdy monkey bars, that supports our conversations. And then we can sprinkle the playground with a glitter, because who doesn't like glitter at a playground? But I'm talking about active listening specifically, where each word becomes a stepping stone towards deeper understanding. And that's what we really want. We really want that active listening towards deeper understanding. And then we can add a trampoline, and that could be open-mindedness, which we bounce ideas back and forth, allowing them to leap to new heights. But we always have to include inclusivity. So let's install seesaws of empathy, where we each take turns walking in each other's shoes, and that's how we can really understand different perspectives, and then we can create these bridges of connection. And then the next thing that we can do, because you can't forget the merry-go-round, which is my favorite part, but the merry-go-round of encouragement, and that's where we can spin the wheel of affirmation, where we cheer each other on as we bravely advocate for our thoughts and ideas. So this, this playground, I believe, is a playground of conversations where hope springs eternal, silence transforms into vibrant expression, and then together, when we do this, we really build that world of joyful dialogue. So that's, a, that's my answer to that play. It all goes back to play. I'm so ready to join your playground. I Just send me the map. Let me know where it is. I want to be there. I want to find the glitter and jump on the monkey bars and do a spin on the merry-go-round. So, you know, you painted such a vivid picture there that everyone, I hope, can pull something out of that and just imagine themselves sitting on a playground and having an empowering conversation. Thank you, Lisa, for that. Of course. For me, it always, and you won't be surprised to hear this either, it's about being engaged. Be engaged with yourself and be engaged with those that are around you. 
actively listening, as Lisa said, and listen to yourself as well as others. I see each conversation that we have as a masterful orchestra of voices, ideas, and emotions coming together to create a transformative experience for all involved. When we allow ourselves to use our voice as our unique instrument in unison with others, contributing to large will contribute to the larger symphony of a narrative that we're looking to to foster and guide, which is what we do with Echo This, is trying to bring voices together. The beauty of music for me in this moment is the moment of hearing that first note, or the minute your body feels that first beat. Your brain becomes engaged, and we need to learn how to listen to conversations in the same way. When we engage in conversation, be open and receptive to hear one's words, feel every word and emotion as they speak it, and the words that you think of how it harmonizes with you. This is how we all become connected and how we can become engaged in conversations. So we're going to move into our second segment here. And in this segment, we're going to discuss how you can orchestrate collaboration and implement constructive strategies and conversations that create a symphony of ideas, enabling everyone to incorporate others' thoughts and collectively explore new opportunities. So I'm going to pop this question over to Amy and let her give us what she would say. Here is my question. By orchestrating collaboration, we create a symphony of ideas and innovation. Describe a strategy you have applied to foster opportunity for change and a better life. To foster collaboration, we have to start with little baby steps, and that is to make connections among the people that are in your listening range. It could be one person. It could be just one person. But a way that I've used is as a little icebreaker just to get people to maybe answer one question. I mean, if you're one person with two other people, you just do this yourself. And you might want to start with asking, oh, by the way, um, you know, what college did you attend? Or um, what, you know, what is your taste in music? You know, I really don't know. You know, uh, uh, you might want to share that you've been to a number of concerts uh, of Bruno Mars or Fish or whatever. And then you unlock a discussion with people, and just on that one little kernel of commonality, I believe you have an opportunity then to explore further with whether it's two people in your, in your midst or whether it's, it's in a group of a larger number. Um, when we do that, we are automatically creating empathy, just like my high school students did when they opened up about their antidepressant use, because what did they get as the product of that conversation? It was hope. It was feeling that they're not alone. They weren't an oddball, that they were the only one on medication. You know, and, and they had empathy for one another right away, just based on that one, one commonality where they saw value and they saw new respect in the person sitting next to them. And I believe that's an important strategy. It's starting with one little question. It could even be a playful question like... Um, you know, um, what was your favorite subject in high school? Or what, what, who's your favorite sports star? Whatever it is, it could be as specific or nonspecific, as serious or playful as, as the group, you know, has the vibe in that moment. 
but it's about creating opportunity to untap the wisdom and the value, the unknown resource of the person right next to you. And that is where empathy begins. And that's where opportunity and hope and joy, that's where this, that's the seedbed for all of it. Maybe with that one little opportunity to connect. I love that. And I think it's really important when we talk about opening that conversation. Um, I think that when you say opening that conversation and just ask one question or ask them something specific, I think you need to, you know, do it with curiosity and show them that you have interest in it. And I think that that's one of the things that we're missing today is that we don't stop and take that opportunity very often to speak to that person that we don't know that might be sitting next to us, as you always say, Amy, or that might be walking down the aisle at the grocery store. I'm from Texas, and that's one of the things that Texas and Michaela can probably relate to this. Everybody knows everybody, but they don't know each other, anybody at all. And it's just that every time you meet someone, you speak to them, and it's an opportunity to give you that opportunity to start a conversation. So I really appreciate you saying that, Amy. Debbie, I don't think it's really Texas so much. I mean, I agree it is Texas, but it's more Southern culture, period. But, you know, anyway. Could be. So, Lisa, what creative, playful strategy can you share? Well, I don't know how creative this is. Well, maybe my answer will be creative, but the, but the, my answer for the strategy is active listening. And that's really my go-to strategy with this. But I, I will say welcome to the world of conversational symphonies, because here is where you can have ideas, dance, harmonies intertwine. And then of course, collaboration, that's what really takes center stage. So if you picture our conversation as a grand orchestra, where each participant is a unique instrument, and then they're ready to contribute their melody to the collective masterpiece. So if we think about it in that way, that allows us to orchestrate this collaboration, and we start by conducting the rhythm of active listening, where we tune our ears to the melodies of others, allowing their thoughts to weave seamlessly into the composition. So we're all picturing this, the active listening happening, and it's just like skilled conductors, really, because we embrace the art of passing the baton of speaking gracefully. We don't interrupt each other. We're allowing each instrument to have its movement in the spotlight, just as a conductor would. The conductor harmonizes different sections of the orchestra. What we're doing is we're seeking harmony in our conversations. And we're seeking that harmony by embracing diverse perspectives. We're also letting them blend like a beautiful symphony of ideas. Because that's really what it is. It's a beautiful symphony of ideas. But in this symphony of collaboration, we create space for call and response. And that's where we build upon each other's ideas, like we are building a lively musical dialogue. We can then celebrate the improv part of it, the nature of it, and that conversation that we're having, because that's really where the spontaneous melodies start to spark new opportunities. And then we have what happens out of it is unexpected harmonies emerge. And I beg the question, who wouldn't want to gather in this imaginative concert hall of dialogue where ideas are flowing like melodies and collaboration takes center stage? Because I think that together, What's happening is we compose a symphony of possibilities, in essence. So that's what it's really about, a symphony of possibilities. 
I love that you brought in our instruments that we're all unique and that we need to fine tune our ears and that we have a call and a response. When you think about that, that is what conversation is all about. And it is important to understand that your voice is an instrument and but we also have to use our ears as an instrument as well to listen. And then always we want to allow for a call and a response. So I really appreciate you sharing that, Lisa. Yes, and no interruption. That's part of the problem today. We're constantly thinking about what we want to say next and interrupting somebody else. So call and response is a good way to think about it. Thank you, yes. Debbie. Great. Okay, Michaela, is there a strategy to thriving and from from surviving to thriving that you can apply to foster opportunity for change in a better life? There is, and I can't wait to share it, but I'd like to kind of add that I agree with uh, Lisa a lot because as she was speaking, I was like, get out of my head <laughs> because I was thinking very much that the result of a beautiful orchestra is the harmony that comes out of it. And when we as collective individuals come together and do all these things we're talking about, we achieve the goal of being able to come up with solutions that create a very harmonious solution for everyone. But also I think part of what comes out of the part of the, so uh, sorry, y'all uh, active listening is you have to tune in just like with your instruments, you tune in and you tune them up sometimes when they get a little, I'm not a musician, so I'm going to use the wrong term out of whack or wonky or not, you know, the way they are supposed to sound. So if we tune in, and do the act of listening, then maybe we can all keep things in tuned to work better together. Now, as far as what I would be, my contribution to this symphony and musical conversation would be, I believe that a lot of it is through design or redesign or redirecting things in life. Um, so in life, when we're going on our own quest or journeys or following the path or whatever, metaphor you want to put on it for your likening you get to decide what you do with that now this doesn't work quite as well with music analogy but because i don't know if a composer ever is just given notes i guess i don't know maybe uh, a band musician the person who writes music here are these notes how do you want to play your instrument i guess that would be the correlation but for example out of my own life I was given certain situations that I didn't necessarily chose or choose, but I do get to choose how I make that work or come out of what I want to create for my life that gives me hopefully a better life and fosters those opportunities to create what we're wanting for open conversation and dialogue. And I can elaborate on that here or in future episodes, but it comes from very three specific things that I've walked through, still walking through, and I've not let it define me. I've chosen to define it for myself. And even though it's taken hard work and a lot of hard choices, it's never easy. And I would imagine for an artist, sometimes banging out what you want to create musically is not always a smooth process unless you just get really struck with the muse of inspiration and it comes out in five minutes, which I've heard of stories of that. But I know also sometimes it takes a lot of work to get the perfect creation that you want. Um, and in this case, your best life. But we still get to choose to design what we want and figure out how we want this life to work for us to create the most beautiful melody that we could possibly want to be the music of our lives. I hope that makes sense. 
I think that's very good. And I think that what I took from that is that you're building, building. And that's what a symphony does. It builds. It builds from the beginning to the end. It's building and putting everything together. And so I think that being able to go from uh, surviving to thriving, you have learned how to build what I would say your symphony to actually bring together the tunes, the harmony, the chimes, the notes that you need to make you be able to stand as strong as you do today. And hopefully someone can learn from that and be able to do that themselves. So thank you. For I've me, done it oh, sorry. Um, so I just wanted to add to that. You're right. That is what I've learned. And that's what's helped me to go from my own surviving to thriving. I've done it twice. And I am not to say that I don't think I won't be successful eventually at third time, but it is a process and it is a journey at times. Um, I've been working on it in my third situation, um, and I'm trying to figure it out. But, yeah, you have to keep building, and you have to keep finding what you want once you choose what that is to put it together to create that for your life. You're correct. Thank you for sharing. Well, I am definitely not a musician when it comes to playing an instrument or singing. I'll get that out. A musician by listening. And that opportunity starts with you and you living in today. So you should always believe in yourself and allow the hum of your own thoughts for your guide to be your guide. Advocacy holds the key to orchestrating the opportunity to, to change and to live a better life through orchestrating a collaboration with yourself and then allowing yourself to share that with others. As a health quality advocate, I help incorporating, by helping you to incorporate themes of chronic illness and pain. And this is some place that we don't normally think about and talk about, but I've used it a lot with music to understand how to go through chronic pain and illness. And we can create a more comprehensive and compassionate symphony with, where everyone's voice is heard and valued when we do that. This inspires us to explore solutions that prioritize and assemble support and understanding, ultimately cultivating an environment that uplifts and empowers individuals, which is something that we all need and regardless of our challenges. In embracing this theme, we weave a tapestry of hope, resilience, and shared humanity making a symphony of collaboration that truly is transformative, transformative and inclusive. And as Lisa says, by actively listening, we can learn and then we can actively champion the voices of others and fostering an inclusive environment. We empower every participant to contribute with their unique melodies to the grand composition of ideas. By genuinely hearing and valuing my own perspective, voice and yours. Everybody's voice is important and it matters. And that's why we need to create safe, harmonious spaces where diversity and thoughts are harmonized. This process not only enables us to discover new opportunities, but also nurtures a sense of unity where the combined brilliance of your voice and others he elevates the potential of positive transformation and a brighter future for all. So let's
dive into segment three. And this one is fun for me. It's called Echo the Music. Because <laughs> we are all conductors of our own life. So for this segment, let's imagine your life as a symphony. Step into my rehearsal, rehearsal room with me as we orchestrate various goals, dreams, and responsibilities to create a harmonious and balanced performance. I'm going to go to Lisa to open up this segment to answer this question. We here at ECHO, all members, are of a symphony. And we most often have to advocate for our own conductor. What song resonates deep within you, and how does it represent your unique and enchanting melody of authentic self-expression? I imagine a playful theater of self-discovery because that's where we can hold the key to unlock the magical melody of our authentic expression. So if you close your eyes and you listen to the music that dances within you, because we all have music that dances within us, and that's the music that's waiting to burst forth, forth like a joyful symphony. And as we delve deep into the corridors of our being, we can find the song that resonates with the core. And that is a song that captures the essence of our transformative discovery. And perhaps it's a song that breaks the silence with a crescendo of courage, or it's something that you embrace your true self and step into the spotlight of authenticity. Or... Maybe it's a song that sings of resilience, reminding you of the strength that lies within, and also of the ability to overcome any challenges, too. And it could be a song of passion and purpose, and it can ignite a fire within you to pursue your dreams and fearlessly, something that you want to do. So for me, the answer to your question, Debbie, is I would pick the song Roar by Katy Perry. Because the empowering lyrics and uplifting melody of war capture the essence of breaking free from silence and embracing one's authentic self. It also encourages individuals to tap into their vibrant potential, overcome obstacles, and then unleash their inner strength. And really, the song's message aligns perfectly with the idea of unlocking transformative discovery and that's both within and boldly expressing it to the world so that's what i would say roar i would roar so roar yeah roar thank you lisa i'm glad you can roar that to us because i think that's an uh, excellent example and i think it represents you very well okay michaela you're up what what it, how would you answer this question it isn't a for music lovers, and this is something that I'm, I think Debbie and I agree on, we're huge music fans, and this is something that comes from, for me at least, one of my uh, situations I was referencing earlier. I'm legally blind, so, and have been all of my life, so I take the world in through sound and music, and I very much relate to music, and it's, I can't live without music, it's like air to me, but um, it, I, the short answer for this conversation would be, Oh, Lord, Debbie. <laughs> um, I don't know. For anyone who's Christian music out there, there's a song by a group called Casting Crow, and it's called Thera Casting Crow. Casting Crown, excuse me. I combined secular and Christian on that one. Sorry, y'all. Uh, Casting Crowns, and it's called Thrive, and that's what resonates with me a lot. But truthfully, it really... I mean, what genre are we talking about? What style of music are we talking about? What kind of mood you're in? You know, I have a playlist for 
what I call therapy music that helps me process. And then I have a, a, a list that motivates me that I listen to constantly right now to keep me going and like help me like, okay, we can do this. So it's, there's so many songs I could say. I, I, I think it's hard to pick one because it's like the story of your life. Can you really sum up your life with one song? But for right now, it would have to be Thrive. Well, I think you can't sum your life up in one song, Michaela. I think you said that right. Because as you age and as things happen in your life, you're going to pick and choose different songs that represent whatever you're going through. And it may change from day to day as it does with me. So I think that you hit that right on the head. Okay, Amy, we need to hear your song and see how much joy you can bring to all of us. Well, this song uplifts me to no end. And it, it totally fits every one of the criteria that Lisa just mentioned. It's Lauren Daigle's song, You Say. And just the first stanza, I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. Am I more than just the sum of every high and low? Remind me once again just who I am because I need to know. So there we can't have any of our discussions here without the courage you mentioned earlier, the self-worth and the self-respect of who we're bringing to the table and being willing to discover that person, to know we're loved when we can't feel, to know that we're strong when we feel weak, to know that we're held when we think we fall short, and, and to belong. When I feel I don't belong, you say I'm yours. So the yours here is all of us as humanity holding each other, keeping having our backs, and the refrain to this beautiful anthem for self-worth is, oh, I believe, oh, I believe. So, um, you know, when I first heard this song, I thought, you know, she was, you know, talking to a, a, a boyfriend or a man, and you can imagine that, you know, that you're talking to anyone, a higher power to God, and, and to yourself, too, um, so that that inner voice in you is your most um, staunch, your strongest advocate that for self-advocacy, because that's what we're talking about in this whole conversation. How do we advocate for ourselves and love and know that we are special, our lives matter, and here we are to change the world and to help each other? That's so beautiful. So we're creating a song that you say thrive with a roar. And I'm going to kick that off with and finalize that with, and this was really a hard question for me. You would think since this is something I live with every day, that this is something that would be easy. But really trying to think about how my body is an instrument and how I utilize it for my own listening for my own self to how to take care of my health and to living in daily. Um, I don't think the echo members will be really surprised when I tell them that I choose the song just like fire. Um, and it's the song that pink wrote for the um, theme song for Alice in Wonderland, Alice through the looking glass. <laughs> and so this song resonates so well with me. I know that I'm running out of time. I want it all. And I'm wishing they'd stop turning me off. I want it all. And I'm walking on a wire by trying to go higher. 
feels like I'm surrounded by clowns and liars, even when I get it, it even when I get it all the way, I want it all. So the thing that I want to say is that this song is so powerful because it conveys a message of self-empowerment, individuality, and embracing one's uniqueness. The lyrics portray an unapologetic self, and my unapologetic self, that's how I take it, breaking free from societal norms and expectations. It speaks of embracing one's flaws and imperfections while celebrating the journey of self-discovery and personal growth. This energetic and melody of Just Like Fire complements the empowering message I so passionately care, carry and by creating an uplifting and empowering experience for the listener. With its catchy chorus and spiritual vocals, the song encourages me to be fearless, chase my dreams, and overcome obstacles, just like a blaze of fire, fire that cannot be tamed, which everybody here knows. I've lived with that blaze of fire inside of me just because of a simple drop of a coffee cup on my foot. Overall, Just Like Fire serves as an emotion, as a motivational anthem, reminding me to embrace my true self, live life unapologetically, and find the strength with, within to face whatever challenges I may have head on. And I share this song with all of you in hopes that you can find that same strength from within. So I think we created a pretty fun little segment there of a bunch of different songs combined that are really going to hopefully empower our listeners and give them something to think about. And I learned something new about each of you ECHO members here today. So it's not just that our listeners learn something new. I learned something new, which is really what Conversations is all about, is learning from people that you're talking with. And we've been together for over a year and a half working on a regular basis for ECHO This. And I still learn something with every conversation that we have. So thank you for sharing that with me. So I want to move into our fourth segment, which is echoing authentic expression. How can you strategically unlock the vibrant potential within you? Ready to burst forth from the enchanting melody of your authentic expression. If you were to delve deep into your being, what musical instrument would resonate with you? Breaking the Silence by Capturing a Transformative Discovery. I'm going to go to Michaela first <laughs> to enlighten us with what musical instrument are you and what do you bring to the orchestra or band of your choice? What possibilities do you offer for fresh self-expression, collaboration, and a personal transformative growth? An answer to the uh, interesting question you propose, I would have to say... Um, either a saxophone or the guitar. Um, as far as more metaphorically and practically speaking, what I would say I would bring to that actual band, because I'm not a musician in real life, um, is probably my unique perspective and life lessons I've learned through everything that I've traveled through that's helped me to go from surviving to thriving um, and turning my situations into opportunities by learning how to the steps of grace. So when you say a saxophone or a guitar, there's quite a bit of difference between those two instruments. 
I know. I just picked two that I like because I love to hear a good saxophone, and I tend to bands that really excite me. I tend to go for like Chicago and uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears with all that heavy brass and amazing sounds that come from that. And so, so where does your strum of the guitar come from? I like that also as well. Um, when you hear a really cool riff on a guitar and like some of the great guitar players that we know from like the Eagles and other several bands that I could go on forever about, but anyway, so. Okay, Amy, how would you, uh, answer? what is your instrument of choice? Mine is the harp. And immediately I envisioned angels. I just envisioned protection and safety and a little, a little sprinkle of spirituality here. And to me, it represents a calming sound, a soothing sound, a moment for us to catch our breath, a moment for us to pause. And this is where we listen to our own inner voice, even while the symphony is going on. So that is why the harp really resonates with me and the gentleness of it, and again, listening to ourselves and finding truly what we're bringing to this beautiful orchestration of life. So I like that. We have a saxophone, a guitar, and a harp. And when you think about those three things put together in a symphony, they're all there. And each one of them plays a very important role. So I think that what each of us do here, and I just want our listeners to really think about how, what instrument they are right now and what they're going to put into this. And so we're going to go to Lisa and see what instrument she is. Well, I couldn't pick one because I'd like to play them all. So it was too much of, I, I did end up looking at new instruments, like weird instruments, because that resonates with me, like something unique like that. But then I just couldn't pick one. So what I did with this instead is I put myself behind a podium holding on to what I consider the baton of destiny. Because you want to be ready to orchestrate a harmonious and balanced performance. And just as you wave your baton, this is where you can let your goals, dreams, and responsibilities come alive like a beautiful ensemble of instruments. And each playing its unique part in the symphony of your life. So if we think about it like that, we are more than one instrument because we can embrace the delicate dance of balance. We ensure that no instrument overpowers the other, but instead each finds its rightful place in the grand composition. And just as a conductor carefully selects the repertoire, we can prioritize our goals and our dreams, choosing the melodies that resonate deeply within our soul. And that's really how you can set the tempo of your symphony, finding a rhythm that allows you to navigate the various responsibilities with grace and ease. And it's this beautiful melody as you conduct this magnificent performance. Remember to listen to the melodies of your heart. And that's really where we can attune ourselves to the inner harmony that guides our choices. And then we can embrace the power of collaboration. It's all about collaboration allowing different aspects of our life to harmonize and support one another, just like the different sections of an orchestra, right? So if you think about how an orchestra is organized and remember the last thing I'll leave you with Debbie is to remember to leave room for improv because life surprises need to be included and they can be added in an enchanting 
symphony. And then you want to take the baton of your life firmly in your hand and you want to envision how that harmonious interplay of your goals, dreams, and responsibilities come together. And you conduct your symphony that resonates with joy, fulfillment, and that beautiful melody of your unique journey. And that's what I would do. I would play all the instruments, just play them all. Well, I love that, Lisa, that show, you know, there are those musicians that can play any instrument that you put in front of them, which has always amazed me when someone can do that. So I think that's amazing that you're going to be that one in our symphony that's going to play them all. So, you know, just just make room for me to play the drums. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> so, and this I, did, was, I, I didn't say I'd be good at it, but yes. Okay. Well, hey, the symphony doesn't necessarily mean we have to be all good at it. It's the fact when we're talking about collaboration, it's coming together. It's like being in that rehearsal room and coming together and seeing how we can jive and how we can get together. Because that's one of the things I've spent a lot of time in rehearsal rooms. I used to be involved with quite a few bands, not singing and not playing, just being an observer. And that's one of the things that you learn. And it's really powerful to watch how they collaborate together and how they come together to make something become a beautiful sound, and it might not be that way. So for me, I resonate with a drum set and the ryth rhythmic uh, foundation of it. And this might not surprise everybody here. I don't know. I like to be uh, a lot of things. But my life has been, been a rhythmic journey through its various adventures with a unique, unique cad cadence filled with ups and downs mirroring the beats of a drummer that can be both lively and subdued. With the dynamic characters that I, am, I carry along with me on a regular basis, and you'll learn throughout this whole Echo This pod, uh, radio station, a drum set consists of different drums and cymbals, each producing distinct sounds. Similar to my characters, with a, which is a wide array of unconventional characters, each contributing their unique flavor to my voice, and story. As I have learned to embrace Alice in Wonderland, Princess and the Pea, finding whimsical surprise as a drummer can add unexpected accents to a musical piece. My life is full of whimsical surprise that continuously throws unexpected situations, keeping me engaged and curious with every beat of surprise with unexpected rhythms. It gives me the chance to encounter bizarre situations and interact with extraordinary characters. Learning to embrace chaos. <laughs> Drumming can be both structured and chaotic with rhythms and beats coming together in a beautiful mess. Overall, comparing a set of drums highlights my dynamic, rhythmic, and unpredictable nature. So we have one final segment here that we're going to dive into, which is called Echo the Enigma. A listener, Julie, submitted this question after last week's Echo This show. With, its the with the theme, Dare to Share, Create a Safe and Inclusive Playground for Hopeful Dialogue. She said, I find it hard to be playful. Do you have an icebreaker that will, that will activate play? Since Lisa was the moderator of that show, I'm going to go to Lisa and ask her, to give Julie an icebreaker so she can activate with play. Yes. Well, I would say, Julie, you may just need a little push to awaken your playful spirit. So how about we do an icebreaker adventure that will activate playfulness and ignite your imagination? But first, I want you to picture this. 
Imagine you have a magical pocket filled with colorful, invisible balloons. Each balloon represents a playful challenger question. You want to close your eyes, take a deep breath, and reach into your pocket. As you pull out a balloon, you'll discover a delightful task or question designed to spark joy and playfulness. It could be something as simple as doing a silly dance, moving, or sharing a funny childhood memory. Perhaps it's a question that invites you to imagine you're a character from your favorite story or create a whimsical superhero persona for yourself. The goal is to let go of inhibitions, embrace the lightheartedness of the moment, and really let your inner child come out to play. It's important to remember there are no right or wrong answers here. It's a playful icebreaker. It's all about letting your imagination run wild, allowing laughter and joy to take center stage. So reach into your magical pocket, pull out a balloon of playfulness, and let the adventure begin. Thank you, Lisa. I love that. I'm going to reach into my pocket right now and see. Now it's time for our encore of final thoughts on this beautiful symphony we orchestrated today. Michaela, as you take your bow, please share your final thoughts on today's symphony of self-expression and advocacy to fuel conversation for hope and opportunity, empowering individuals to navigate a transformative space. I would say what I started with, be be your authentic self and find the rhythm of your life that resigns and resonates with you and be willing to make the choice to play your notes and your music and your harmonies and share it and echo it with the world and put out your own music. I love that. I love that, Michaela. Put out your own music. We should all put out our own music. That's great. Thank you. Uh, Amy, And now as you take your bow, can you please answer this question and leave us with your final thoughts? Well, I'm echoing the sentiment that all of us share, that we all have music within us, and we don't want to leave this world without that music being released to everyone. And another way of saying it, and something that Michaela said something earlier about choice, we can't always choose the music that life plays for us, but we certainly can choose how we dance to it. I love that. Dance. Let's all dance today. That's for sure. I hope everybody takes some time to listen to some music and dance. And Lisa, take your bow and leave us with your final thoughts. Sure, I'm going to make mine short and sweet and musical. Let's repeat the beat. So whatever Michaela and Amy just said, uh, repeat those beats. Well said. Within each of us, on our journey through life, we come to realize there's nothing that exists in isolation. And a true sense is found when every enlightenment, when every element aligns harmoniously, as if it was a poem, a symphony, and that propels us forward towards progress. Be engaged in the conversation. Build an intensity and passion where different perspectives and experiences can intertwine creating harmonies for unity so you can leave inspired and empowered. That's what we hope you have all done today when you leave this show. So we hope you walk away today with a few new strategies to go from silence to symphony. There are many things we have discussed on this episode today, even if you just took one strategy and started allowing yourself to explore and express like with your favorite tune. So I want to thank you all for joining us today on Echo This. We hope you enjoyed it. 
Tune in next time as we dive into fostering and cultivating conversations that produce hope and opportunity. Thank you for tuning in to Echo This, empowering conversations of hope and opportunity. Connect with us on social media at Echo, the number two, Gather, G-E-T-H-E-R. Have a question you would like us to answer? Don't hesitate to drop us your question in our inbox at echo together at gmail.com. Until we meet again, take care. Remember, your voice matters. We hope you join us again next week for another inspiring conversation. Stay curious, stay empowered, and keep the conversation going. Echo, echo. Echo, echo, echo. Echo, echo, echo. Echo, echo, echo. Listen in for empowering conversations of hope and opportunity.